Family, the bedrock of society, an important influence to children that helps shape in their perspective of life as they grow up. It helps in building their confidence, shaping their beliefs, values, and more importantly, helps them to become what God has ordained them to be. The dynamics of the family circle cannot be overemphasized. It plays a key role in our social interactions as adults and as children. And because of its domino effect in our lives, we need to pay attention to it and be heavily invested in building a healthy, strong family with the goal of raising better children, building healthy relationships between spouses, but more importantly, in building a better society across all nations. Get ready to explore and learn with Pastor Fumi Alawale on the subject of family dynamics and its impact in our lives. Hello, good day everyone. Uh, it's good to be here again on family dynamics. Uh, over the few weeks, past few weeks, we've been talking on how to know or choose the right partner. So today, I'm just going to be looking at relationship God's way. Um, and I, I was thinking we need to consider this because everybody, no matter who you are, you're in one relationship or the other. And there's a way God wants us to do relationship that will make everybody, both parties, happy. Uh, the way it is, God is relational. He, he is before he even created man, Adam or Eve or whatever, there was relationship. The Bible referred to God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They exist as three persons in one. And uh, when we look at Genesis 1.26, he said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. So this is plural. This is just telling us that they exist as three persons in one. And God the Father was not just talking about himself alone, but talking about the other two, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So we could see that God himself is relational and is interested in having relationship with us as people. And that was out of the overflow of his love for us, the abundance of his love for humanity, he created us. Because he had created so many other things, the fish, the goats, the different animals, the different birds in the hair, you know, the land, the light, and all that. But he now said, let us create man in our own image because he desired to have a relationship with us. And it was after this that Adam, and Adam was created. And the Bible recorded that Adam was in the Garden of Eden. He, he had sweet fellowship with God. The Bible recorded in the cool of the evening, God will come down and take a walk, hang out with, you know, Adam. They go around looking at different creatures, talking and gisting. And just because God desire, you know, a relationship with human. And that was when why he created us as human. But we discovered at a time in, 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 during, at a time, you know, God discovered that something was not good enough. 
He created everything he did when he created the light and the sky, the darkness. He separated darkness from light. He created the seas. He created the fish. He created the fowls in the air. Created animals, different animals. He said they were good. But he got to a point, he discovered that something was not good. He said something was not good. This was what we found in Genesis 2, 18 to 25. He said, it is not good for the man to be alone. It is not good for the man to be alone. Something was missing. Adam was, did not even know anything about it. He was just enjoying himself, naming the animals, giving them different names. And at the end of the day, God said it was not good for him to be alone. Which means God desired that Adam has somebody he can relate with. So it is not good for me to be alone or for you to be alone. That is the desire of God. So, and he said, I will make for him a helper suitable for him. In some version, it says a helper that is just right for him. And when we look at Ecclesiastes chapter 4, it was talking of the fact that two people are better than one. He said, for they help each other to succeed. He said, it goes further to say, if one falls, the other can reach out and help him get up. But he said, if someone falls when he's alone, there will be trouble. So, and he went ahead to say, if two people lie together, they provide warmth for each other. So he said, can, but, can one be, but, but can one be warm alone? So there's a version of the scripture, the NLT version, that says a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two stand back to back and conquer. He now went ahead to say three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And this third person, this triple, the, the, the person that becomes a third person to make it a triple braided cord is God himself. And just like we saw in Malachi chapter 2, God is the one that created relationship and his spirit inhabits every aspect of it. So God is there in that relationship, whether it's between husband and wife, between parents and children, between whoever, God is there because it's the third cord. It's the one that makes it difficult or impossible for the enemy to break if we cooperate with him. So we're going to look at how can we do relationship the way God wants us to do it and experience what God actually created relationship for. Because I must tell you, you I have experiences, you have experiences where you have relationship with people, whether friends, whether family. You see brothers and sisters, sisters to sisters, fighting each other, not even talking to each other. So talk less of husband and wife. A lot of relationships have been destroyed because we're not doing it the way God wants us to do it. And that's not the way God planned it to be. So we know that God created us as human so that we can be of a pleasure to him. And he created relationship so that he himself can be happy. So we there's a song that we sing, it's a Bible verse that says we exist because we we are to give glory 
to fulfill purpose and bring the light to God. That is what why relationship is so so important. Relationship with God is key in making our relationship with each other good. I remember when when we were going to get married uh, some years ago. There was the the pastor that was counseling us bought a triangle and he bought a, a, a picture of a triangle with God at the top with me on one side and my husband on the other side. It's, it's, a, it's a three isosceles triangle, you know, both sides are equal. And so what he was trying to say or showing to us is that if we stay where we are, both of us, we are far from God. We'll be far from each other. The closer each person says, I want to know God more. I want my relationship with God to be better. The closer we desire God or the closer we move to God, the closer we can be to each other when you look at that triangle. But even if the man says, oh, I want to know God and he desires God and he's seeking God more and more, he's moving closer to God. The moment the wife is not carried along, the distance will, be, will still be far from one another. And so it's important that our relationship with God is, is okay so that our relationship with others can be, can be good. Somebody was saying, you don't have any, 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 anything to, to, anything to do with human beings if you have not contacted God first of all. You need to have, you know, spoken to God before you can speak to anybody. So our relationship with God is key. And that's why we're looking at this this afternoon. So that relationship, the way God wants it to be, a lot of times as people, we are selfish, we are wicked. The Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? So if a man or a woman doesn't have God, it's a matter of time. It's difficult for such a relationship to stand because this one is looking for their own good. That one is looking for his own good. So everybody is working not for each other, but against each other. And that's why for, for us as people, if you have not known Jesus, the first thing before relationship is to know Jesus and have him as your Lord and Savior. He's the one that can make relationship beautiful. And his desire is for that relationship to be beautiful. So all relationship, whether between uh, friends, whether between peers, whether between parents and children, or whatever type of relationship that we're looking at, they are so important. And that is what can bring joy to us. But for those relationships to work, it's important that we have a relationship with God who created relationship in this, in the first instance. So, so we find in the different parts of the scriptures, there's different things that God said about how we can relate with one another, how we can do it in such a way that both everybody, both parties will be beautiful, both parties will be happy with what is going on. So God desires that we, we, in all our relationship with one another, that we are able to fulfill his plan on the earth. When you look at John 15, 18, it was talking of, of, of fruits. Fruits are never meant to stay on the branch. When you see beautiful, uh, maybe oranges that are ripe on the, on, on the, on the tree, 
it's a matter of time if they if you don't bring them down and and suck them they will be wasted both of the hair will come and and suck it so fruits are never meant to be on the branch they are meant to sweeten the lives of others so god is glorified so the fruit in our lives the fruit of love the fruit of peace the fruit of kindness the fruit of the spirit that we bear is for us to make the life of people around us better so before we can now go ahead and love other people some people will say you cannot give what you don't have so for us to thrive in our relationships with others there is need for one to love oneself matthew 22 37 to 39 we won't read it but it shows us the connection between having a relationship with God and having relationships with people. Uh, the Bible talks of this commandment I've given you. There are two basic commandments in the New Testament. Um, and it says it covers every other uh, commandment that we can see in the New, in the Old Testament. It said, love God, you know. So the first one is for us to love God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our strength. And the second one, he said, the second one is like this. It's like it. Love your neighbors as yourself. So there is the need for us to love ourselves. If we don't love ourselves, it will be difficult to love anybody. The, the, the people will say, hurting some, when you're hurting, it's easy for you to hurt others. Because you look at everybody as evil. Because somebody has done evil to you. So there is a definite connection between our love for others and our love for ourselves. So it is impossible for anyone to love others if you don't love yourself. So, and that's why it is important that we work on ourselves, especially if you're still, if you're still single, you're not married yet and you have issues. Maybe somebody has hurt you. Maybe it could be your father. It could be your significant other. It could be, maybe you have even been in a relationship before and your partner has hurt you and you have come out of that relationship thinking men are evil or women are evil. If you go into another relationship with that mindset, with that attitude, it will not work. And that's why it's important to look at ourselves and love ourselves. A lot of times people have said something to you that you're useless, that you cannot amount to anything. And so you grow up thinking, I'm a useless person, thinking I'm not beautiful, thinking, oh, I cannot even, uh, I don't even know who I am. You know, with such attitude, you need to deal with that first of all. Love yourself. Know that the way God created you, the Bible says we are wonderfully and beautifully made. So there's nobody that is not beautiful. It, a lot of time people say beauty is, is, is in the eye of the beholder. Something that you like, somebody else may not like it. So if somebody says, you are not my type, leave them, let them go. God will bring the person that will appreciate you for who you are. And so it is impossible for us to love each any other person. If we devalue ourselves, we need to know that we are precious in the sight of God. We are created in the image of God. That means we are beautiful. That means we are so precious to God. In fact, each time I look at 
what God compared the woman to in the Bible. In Proverbs, it said her, her value is far much more than rubies. And when you look at the rubies as a stone, it is a precious stone, very, very expensive. And then Bible is saying we are much more. There was a time when I looked into the dictionary and I researched into rubies. I wanted to know how much it costs. And it's quite expensive. And so for the Bible to say you are far more above rubies. So it's important to know that we are very, very precious. So don't let anybody pull you down. If you have been pulled down, even by your mother or by your, your friends, they look down on you, they think you're nobody. You need to talk to yourself. Develop that attitude, knowing that the way God has made you, you're so precious to God and you are beautiful. So don't let anybody pull you down. So the first thing is to deal with yourself. Loving yourself means you're accepting who God created you to be. Finding your fulfillment in him, not in, not in any man. A lot of times as, as ladies or as women, we look for validation in friends. We look for validation in men. And maybe the, the love that your father has not shown you, you want to get it somewhere else. And that's why a lot of times you see young girls falling into the hands of men that we, that we, that we not look after them, that don't love them. Because they were looking for validation. You don't need to look for validation in any man. Your validation is in God. And you're so precious to him. You are created in his image. And the Bible says it's the only one. That emptiness that you, you feel in your life. That void is only God that can feel it. When you allow God to feel it. Then the rest is history. I met a young lady who I just saw her. She's. You know, when you, when, when you're dark and beautiful, she, she has a very sweet, dark color. And I said, young lady, you are beautiful. She just started crying. And I was wondering, what, I, what have I said? Why are you crying? Are you okay? She said, you're the first person to say that I'm beautiful. I said, wow. So I took her aside. I said, you are beautiful. Look at you. Can you look at yourself in the mirror and see? And at that point, she was at the lowest time of her life. She felt she's not beautiful. The mother said, you're the odd, odd person out in this family because all her siblings were light in complexion. She was dark. So they kept saying, I don't even know where you came from. Not knowing that maybe the gene of darkness that has been recessive in both parents is now manifest, is now dominant in her own life because she has uh, grandparents that are dark in complexion. So they've spoken to her, even her siblings have said to her that, oh, look at you, you're the only one that is like this. So she had believed that she's not beautiful. But when God opened her understanding to the fact that she's beautiful, I started talking to her. I started working with her. She, 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 she now saw herself in the new light. And at that point, she was on so many medications for depression. And depression has caused so many other things. So she was on different types of medication, a lot of them. But one year down the line, she, she was taking off all those medications because she now saw herself the way God has seen her. So you need to see yourself the way God see you, sees you and then work with God because you are so beautiful. 
So if somebody doesn't like your beauty, let them go. The person that will appreciate you is coming on the way because there is somebody for you that God has created. So when we put God first, when we make him our number one priority, when we see him as, you know, we seek to relate with him, we seek to be a friend to him, we seek to make our relationship with him better, he makes every other thing beautiful, you know. So he will bless the rest of our effort. So God's relationship is about sacrificing for others. I mean, godly relationship. In any relationship, especially husband and wife, there will be need to sacrifice for others. There will be need to show kindness. There will be need to, to show integrity. There will be need to forgive one another because you are, you're, you are definitely going to offend one another and all kinds of difficult situations that goes on in the home. But when we don't allow that godly character to flow, it will be difficult to have a sweet relationship. So um, a lot of people say it's not perfect relationship, but we're seeking perfection. We get, we get better and better as we go in our, grow in our relationship with one another. So when we see the fact that God help, can help us, he can help us to live, to, to enjoy our relationship with one another, only if we desire to make him our number one priority. As a husband, you're seeking God. As a wife, you're seeking God. As a single lady or a single man, you're seeking to know God better. And there's no way you can see God and know him that your relationship will not be good because God gives you the grace to forgive one another. God give, gives you the grace to bear along with one another. God gives you the grace to live together in harmony, to show kindness, to manifest the fruit of the Spirit. And when you're able to do that, you know, um, it's only God in any man, any person that can turn our lives around. There's no good man. There's no good person. Bible said it. Jesus said there is no good person. The only thing that makes us good is that Spirit of God that is on the inside of us. And when we allow the Spirit of God to manifest Himself in us, in our relationships, then we can have sweet relationship. Because you make up your mind, as a wife in this relationship, I'm going to live in obedience to God. I'm going to, when God says, do not allow the Son to go down on your anger, I will not allow that. I'll forgive Him ahead of time. If we make up our mind to live by the principles of the word of God, we will have beautiful relationship. And that is the key, you know. And it's so, so important that we seek to know him better, to walk in love as Christ has called us to walk in love. So it is the spirit of God in us as individual persons, Maybe the man in a relationship or the woman in a relationship, as we submit to Christ, we can submit one to another. So first, so my, my, my goal this afternoon is to make, to make us realize the importance of our relationship with God. So if you are not born again and you are not yet married, that's a good place to start. That means you can start with God. You can make a choice. By allowing Jesus to be the Lord of your life and helping you to grow to know Him. When you know Jesus, then you can, you can live pleasing Him. You can have better relationship with one another. And if for any reason you are, you are married already, but you are not born again, 
this is the time to say, I want to know Jesus. You don't, you don't have to force your husband or your wife, even if it is you, get to know him, seek his face, let him be the Lord of your life and live in obedience to his word. And that you, is a matter of time as you grow in him, you see God working with both of you to give you a wonderful relationship. And if, for instance, you are born again, but you are not submitting to the word of God, this is another time to make up your mind to say, God, help me. I want to live in obedience to your word. Doing things the way we want to do it, we only had problems to us. But when we do it the way God wants us to do relationship, it will bring joy. It will bring peace. And we will have a wonderful relationship that people around us will look and say, oh, I want something like this. I want my home to be like this. I want my relationship to be like this. So the key is submitting to God in obedience to his word. And as we do that, we will, you know, live enjoying that relationship that God himself has brought us into. And as I round up, I want to read Ephesians 2.10. He said, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us all anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do things he planned for us long ago. So we are God's masterpiece. We have been created for a purpose. Our relationship is for a purpose so that we can bring for God, God listen. So I want you to go back, listen and listen over again. Consider your life and make up your mind to live for him and live in obedience to him. And I assure you, your relationship will be great. It will be beautiful because God wants to be part of that relationship. And the Lord bless you. Have a great weekend and enjoy the rest of the day. God bless you.